With a heart defect that caused the doctors to tell his parents he wouldn't survive past the age of 16, my next guest, Tim Gaynor, has proven them all wrong. But it hasn't been easy. He's the survivor of now three heart surgeries, two of them open heart surgeries. However, at death's door after surgery number two, he began thinking about what he had done with his life and what he was going to do with the rest of it. That experience led him on a journey to help other people live their own life. Join me today as I interview my guest, Tim Gaynor. Welcome back to the Pursuing Profit with Principles podcast. We are so glad that you've decided to join us today and to visit with our guest or to hear from our guest, uh, Tim Gaynor. I'm so excited to have Tim here today. We've had some interactions on LinkedIn for a while and uh, felt like Tim was a good person to bring you some value. So welcome, Tim. Glad to have you here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm very excited about this opportunity. And uh, like you said, we've been uh, kind of corresponding on LinkedIn for a while now. So this is awesome to partner together and uh, be a guest on your uh, podcast. I love it. Let me tell our viewers or listeners a little bit uh, about you. So Tim provides life, premarital uh, and business coaching, and he has some certifications there I'll let him tell you about as well as interactive, fun, and engaging development workshops. I love that because as he and I were talking about before we started here, fun and laughter, and those are great things. Uh, But these workshops are tied to the soft skills that we all need to become successful. So things such as leadership, communication, teamwork, and development. And as a coach and trainer, his main focus is you, how, how you can work together to make you a better you. I love that. So again, welcome, Tim. Would you take a couple of moments and tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your journey, what's brought you to this place, and and maybe in that process, who you serve and why? Yeah, that's. I love that. Uh, It's it's been a long journey to get to where I'm at. from where, so we'll start backwards a little bit here. You know, today, as you said, I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, and I love working with individuals. And part of that goes back to just who I am as an individual and kind of the the journey I've taken as a child. I was born with a congenital heart condition, uh, and you know, a lot of this I didn't know until later in life. But you know, doctors told my parents I wouldn't make it age 16, and um, I'm a little bit older than that now, so I've made Thanks it a few. Thanks for proving them wrong. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I've <laughs> I've gone a few years cycles behind behind that, but <laughs> in the other part of the, I've had open heart surgery twice. Uh, the, mm. You know, the first one, I you know, I couldn't hardly walk upstairs in my house, and so I, I really needed that to needed the surgery to go on. And then the second one I had in my early 30s. Uh, and that one didn't go very well. I, in fact, uh, there's a couple nights they said, "Hey, you might want to bring in your family and uh, mm. say say some goodbyes." And you know, after going through that, that really got me thinking about how I'm using my life. You know, what am I doing with the time that I have? And I get that. Um, you know, I was kind of at death's door, and it was maybe cracked open a little bit. <laughs> but and so that does give you a change of perspective. But I think all of us have that opportunity to, to kind of evaluate what are we doing with our lives. You know, what are we? What are what, what have we been made to do? And I think we all know that by that kind of little fire inside us that we get that lights up when we do a certain thing. And so at that moment after that surgery, I was I really wanted to use the time I have to use my life to help other people live 
their life. Because we, you probably seen this, Regina, a lot of people know this, listeners are probably, this may apply to you, that a lot of people don't feel like they're really living their own life. Maybe they're living someone else's or they're just going right. along. I, I kind of call it the lazy river of life. You know, you go to the water park, you get on the lazy river, you don't have yeah. to do anything. It just yeah. takes you. And a lot of people live life that way. You know, they just yeah. one day end up going, how did I get here? This is not what I want to do. This is not what I should be doing. So I really, at that point in, in my life, wanted to do whatever I can every single day to help other people. Like you said at the intro, help them be a better you. And when I was in the corporate world in leadership management roles, that was my number one goal, you know, as a leader, how do I help that person become a better individual? And then I automatically get a better worker, you know, instead of right. the other, other way around going, how do I help them become better at this role? Then maybe sometimes got to go back and go, all right, there's a couple of things here we got to work on. But if I can help someone be more confident in who they are, put them in the right position to be successful, then I get a better worker at the end of the day. So that's kind of my journey to how I got to be in coaching uh, and training. I, you know, I was in the corporate world and leader and management, like I said, for many years. And as any good or average leader should know, part of your job is to coach and develop your staff. And I just wanted a bigger, bigger sphere of influence to help other individuals remove, you know, some of these limiting beliefs that we all have from time to time and remove some of these barriers that we have to be who we wanted to be. So then I opened my own business. Uh, it's about five years ago now uh, uh, and start doing the coaching and development. Excellent. There were a few things there that really resonated with me. First of all, uh, not a resonating, but so sorry you've gone through those experiences that you've had to go through with the heart condition, mm. but grateful for the better you it created, obviously. Um, one of the things that I've always known, as long as I can remember, is that part of my purpose here is to help others achieve their potential. And so I, that, the things you said really resonated with me on that, on that level as well. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a journey that it's okay to go, you know, I need a partner to help me along the way. It's okay to reach out, raise your hand and saying, Hey, I'm just not getting any traction. I yeah. need someone to help me find some traction to move forward. And that's something I learned long. I was you know, pretty stubborn, uh, <laughs> you know, grew up in a military home and it was pretty much, you, you know, Hey, you do what you're told and then you just get it done. You don't, Right. You, get it, you need to get it done on your own. And I love my dad to death, but you know, he's not a very emotional person. So he would very rarely ever call out for help or ask for assistance. So I had to learn a little bit the hard way of like, you know what, I can't do this on my own and I need someone to partner with. And that translates to me and what I do of going, it's okay uh, to need someone, pull someone in and have them along the way of part of your journey to make sure you do get on the right path and find that traction to move forward. I totally agree with that. And as you were you were speaking, the thing that occurred to me is we we frequently hear references to um, business coaching, uh, re referencing that back to athletic coaching, mm. and you know that good athletes have coaches. And and as you were talking about that, maybe we're at that place where we don't know how to go ahead. You know, uh, the great athletes certainly weren't born that way. Mm -hmm. They had to lead, I mean, learn along the way, and they right. had to have people who helped them in that process. And we're no different than that as business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Part of it is as an individual, we can only think what we think. 
you know, I can only think like Tim, you can only think like Regina, we can only think like that. And as soon as you pull one other person into the mix that might see something different and then ask you some questions about your thought process that you would have never thought to even ask yourself because fair, you're still just you. It generates a whole new path of thinking that you're able to see something like, oh, I'd never thought of that. I would have never even thought to ask that question. And that generates and opens up more opportunity for you. And that's really what I see my role as a coach is, is not coming in saying, hey, you should do this, you should do this, you should do that. That's a consultant. I'm I'm a coach and my job is to help you maybe dig deeper into some of the things that you feel and you say and that you would like or try to do. Right, right. Very, very good. The, um, you had triggered a thought there and I forgot what it was. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Um, so you said you started this about five years ago Mm -hmm. and what's been the journey over this five years in your business? How's that progressed? Yeah, it's interesting. The, we had lived in, um, a different, we, we live in Colorado now. We lived in a different state when I first started it. Um, and so I spent a year kind of building it up, then we moved, and then I spent another year rebuilding it uh, in our in in Colorado here. So that journey really for me has been uh, just getting who I am out. Obviously, as we said before, with LinkedIn, that's a great way for me to, to, to get that out there. Part of a lot of local chambers and meeting a lot of networking events. And, and what I do, I really feel it's important to feel comfortable with me and who I am and my thoughts and my philosophy to do business. So a lot of what I do and what I did the first several years is just getting out, meeting people and getting them to understand who I am and what my philosophy is and just sharing some of the tools and techniques that I have or use even on myself, but that I would provide to them to help them again along their journey in the path that they're on. Because there's not many folks that I think would say, hey, you know what, I'm 100% good. I guess I'll be honest with themselves, 100% good. And you know what, <laughs> I'm as good as it gets right now. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody ever gets to that point. There's always, I think, that opportunity to continue to stretch ourselves uh, so we can get better. Um, and the more that we improve ourselves, the more that we can help the people that are in our world. True. I remembered what I was going to say, by the way. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way I phrased what you had been saying there is that we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm, when you were talking about we're just us and, you know, yeah. we don't know what we don't know. And if we don't know, it can be difficult to know who to ask or what to ask because mm-hmm. you're not even sure what those questions are because you don't know. Right. And so, again, having a trusted mentor, coach, advisor, someone that you can turn to and say, hey, this is where I'm at and get that additional perspective that you were talking about that takes you on a new level of your journey is is really powerful to be able to do that. And I think another aspect to that, too, is, you know, we all have people in our lives that at some point, you know, challenge us a little bit. My wife's very good at that. Like if I say something and then I start doing something else, she's, she, she'll challenge us saying, Hey, here's what I heard you say. Here's what I see you doing. And, you know, part of that as a coach, it's the same thing is, you know, my job's not to give you answers that um, you want necessarily. It's to give you answers that you need based on right. what you, where you say you want to go. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times we will, Oh, this is, this is what I want. And then not necessarily 
think we have to put in the work to get to where we want to do. And then part of my role then would obviously be to help folks understand, you know, here's a path that you may have to take. Have you thought about that? Are you willing to do that work to get to what you say you want to do? How important is their why in that process, the why they're doing what they're doing? How important it's, is that? It's huge. It, it probably is one of the biggest factors in, in a lot of those individuals' journeys because it's a reference to going back to, well, why did you say you wanted to do X, Y, Z? You wanted to open up your own business, whatever that is. Well, why? Why do you want to open up your business? You know, I want you know freedom to be my own boss. I want to be able to help more people. Great. And then along the journey, if we get stuck, it's going, okay, let's go back to that point and remember why, why we're doing what we're doing. And if that changes, then maybe you do need to take another path. But if it's like, no, no, that is what I'm meant to do. That is what I'm supposed to do. That helps energize, motivate, and I think refocus folks. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, athletes needing a coach. You know, people sometimes we look at professional athletes and go, oh, man, they have the life. You know, they have they make tons of money. They get to play a game for a living. But there are many <laughs> parts of their job that they probably don't enjoy. Right. There's many hours of being in the gym and eating right and, you know, not doing things that they would like to do for fun because it's part right. of the contract because they'll get hurt. But they have to remember why they're doing what they're doing, you know, to refocus yep. during some of those times too. And we have to do that day in and day out of like, especially during the difficult, long, tough days, which we all have of stopping. And, and I think it's sometimes, you know, okay, stop, go back, maybe even write it out again. Why are you doing what you're doing? Focus on that. And if that does not change, like, nope, that's still it. That usually helps motivate and re-energize people to keep moving forward. If that has changed, then yeah, that is a different focus. Going, okay, then what are you willing to do to get some? Maybe it's not up here. Maybe it's a lower level of what you started out with. But that why is so important for someone's journey. It's the fuel that actually keeps Mm -hmm. you going. Do you ever encourage your folks to have that why in front of them or to record it and listen to it in their own voice, those kinds of things to, to help really stay focused on that. Yeah. And absolutely. In my room, I have a, in my office, I have a whiteboard. No one can see me, but I'm pointing to my left. <laughs> I have a whiteboard to my left. Uh, and it has, it has, it has there on there why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then it has broken down what some of those things mean like this year, this month. So it is Excellent. a reference that you should keep in front of you at all times. Uh, the rec- recording part, that's a great idea. I've never tried, never had anybody do that or do that myself, but I like that. I might steal that. I'll well, give you, you credit. Know, <laughs> it's a good it, idea. It, it came about, I mean, it was just a thought at the spur of the moment there because a, a friend this earlier this year had suggested, you know, writing that letter to yourself at the mm. end of the year of all the things that you've accomplished this year, and mm. then record that in your own voice and listen to it every day. Mm. constantly cementing where you're going, what you're doing, what your purpose is now. And it just seems like that would be a natural transition to go ahead and do that with your why as well. Sure. And really write that out. And, 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 and there's that extra value of hearing it in your own voice. No, I I think that's a great idea. Um, You're welcome to steal. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, You know, whether you record it, whether you write it out, it has to stay in the forefront of, you know, what you're doing, because it's very easy for us as humans to get frustrated, find the negative in things and not focus on the positives on our journey and what 
that tie into where we started. We're in Colorado. We do, we love hiking. My wife and I, we do that. And, and, and one of the analogies that I, I, I learned over the, a couple of years ago when I went with my son is him and I are kind of like, we really work really hard. We work really fast. And a lot of times we'll achieve something, then we'll just move on to the next thing. And one day we were hiking and a lot of times you go up mountains, they're called switchbacks. You kind of just zigzag mm-hmm. up the mountain. And part of like our journey when we're trying to do something is like switchbacks. You know, once you get to a place where you switch back, stop and take a look at back where you came yeah. from. A lot of times, like you could see where you parked your car at the trailhead. And you're like, as you work your way up, the car gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Then you can right. barely see it. But you look back and like, wow, I haven't really, I've been out here 15 minutes. Look how far I've gone. And then right. you look back up and go, okay, this is where I got to go. You go back up a couple more switchbacks. You look back down. You're like, wow, it's amazing how far I've gone. Because a lot of times we just focus on how far we have to go mm-hmm. and not take the time to look back to see how far we've come. Right. And that's part of looking back at the why going back. Okay. That's where I started Yeah, with nothing and look what I've achieved and look how keep closer. I keep getting to the end result. Do you encourage your clients to, you know, set those big goals, break them back down, you know, reverse engineer them and then look at those accomplishments weekly uh, yeah, breaking taking the big goal and breaking it down into smaller goals is imperative because we'll get lost with the big goal. We'll get mm-hmm. discouraged. Uh, we'll want to quit, which which I get it. You know, if it's whether it's I need to lose thirty pounds and we keep focusing on the thirty, well, that's a big number, right? How about one? And then yeah. even taking that down to daily, like what are you doing today to be to be healthier, whether that's working out or whether that's eating better. So at the end of the day, it's not even, did I lose a pound today? It's, did I do what I needed to do today on my journey to losing weight? And then yes, each week, look at what you've achieved, where you're going. Again, it's easy to do the correlation with the losing weight 30. So after one week, I've lost two. That's awesome. Don't look at 30. Don't look at 28. Two, that's better than zero. Next week, keep breaking that down. And then again, even almost the daily reminder of when you wake up today, here's what I need to do. I need to get my hour workout in. I need to make sure I eat healthy, go to bed. Hey, this is what I did today. I ate right. healthy. I got my hour working. Awesome. Next morning, same thing. You do have to Excellent. break those things down because if you keep focusing on the big picture, we certainly can get lost. I heard one guy, uh, I was listening to a podcast and honestly, I, haven't, I don't remember which one. <laughs> and he's like, write your big goal down and then throw it away. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> his point was, put it away because you've written down the smaller goals that you're going to do and don't really focus on that big one. Maybe go back to it every once in a while. And that's your why, why am I doing it? But the way he said it, I'm like, I'm like, I get your point of like, don't, you can have the big goal somewhere, but you're really focusing daily, hourly, almost sometimes on what you need to get done and what you need to achieve to move through it. And I say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes you can get lost in the day. And right. it's like, okay, what do I need to do the next hour yeah. to get through this yeah. and push through? And sometimes, you know, even when I'm working, I'm putting together some training courses and stuff. And again, I love training. I love getting in front of people. I don't necessarily always like putting the program together. That's fair. Gotcha. I, I, don't like, I don't like doing it. Uh, <laughs> so I got to go, okay, let me get this. Let me work on what would be my next half hour of this program and get right. that done. And then what would be my next half hour and do it topic by topic. Because honestly, that's what I need. And as humans, it's easier to take tackle smaller things than bigger. So true. And if we, if we can focus on the, those smaller steps and, and uh, knock those out, we'll hit the goal. We'll yeah. hit the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Is your work mostly one-on-one or in group settings, courses? I mean, what is, what's the layout of, of how you work with folks? Yeah, it's, it's all over the board. Uh, so I do do a lot, <laughs> I do do a lot of one-on-one, a lot of one-on-one mm-hmm. coaching uh, with, again, whether that's life coaching or business coaching or right. uh, whatever that is. Uh, and as you mentioned, a premarital coaching, uh, I, I, kind of fell backwards into that, but I am certified to do, do, do some of that. So it's obviously couple coaching. And then I've done team coaching where maybe it's a team that's having a uh, difficult time working together, whether that's through communication mm-hmm. or just, they're just not gelling. And so you can, I've done some team coaching cool. that way from the development standpoint, uh, usually those are teams uh, or they could be departments um, or a level, like all managers mm-hmm. in our division are doing it. So those are usually teams and structured that way. And I like doing a lot of those too, from the, and you talk about the fun and interactive part of it. You know, if something's boring and we don't want to be there, we're not going to remember it. But if we yes. have a good time, we do have some fun, we're engaged. And part of most, if not all of my, my training is, is 50, 50, it's 50% me and 50% the audience. Uh, cause I always sound like if you came here to listen to me for three or four hours, then you're going to be disappointed because <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in a lot of silence asking you questions because yeah. if you're engaged in the answer and the yeah. process, cause in fairness, in those businesses, I don't do their job, right? I'm not there a day in a day out. They yeah. are. So I can present something, but they're the ones that are going to share with me kind of what, the, what it's like on the ground there. And yeah. then we'll talk through that and they can work with their peers or their teams kind of bouncing off each other. You know, I feel that too, or I've noticed that too, or, Hey, that has happened to me. And here's one thing I've done. That's worked for me. Or somebody could say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. And I'm not going to answer. A lot of people are like, what would you do, Tim? I'm like, well, what would everybody else here do? You know, yeah, first, why don't exactly. you guys tell me this is, this is your world. <laughs> I'll give you an opinion at the end, but you know, you guys are more the experts. So, yeah. and it does make it a lot of fun and very engaging. Uh, so yeah, from one-on-ones to group settings is um, yeah, I'm all over the board, depending on what we're doing. That's cool. When I had my staffing firm, I did a lot of uh, team development for our clients mm-hmm. and would, create uh, team building courses and workshops and things. And it was so energizing to do that. So, yeah. you know, and and then to come in afterwards and, or, or to have them give you that feedback afterwards on the impact that it had mm. made in their organization, in yeah. their life, in their position and in their organization. Yeah. Very, very rewarding. Yeah. And I would agree. And, and that goes, what goes back to what I was saying earlier of just, you know, I want to use my life to help others live their life to a fuller potential. And that is that includes businesses, that includes teams. And I know one of the key things that I do uh, at the end is always challenging people. I always have a now what? You know, we did a four hour seminar, then it's like, now what? Because we all do this. We read a good book, listen to a great podcast, we watch something on TV, uh, or we go to a training and we go, that was awesome. I took a lot of notes and then we shelve it. Yeah. And we don't do anything. So part of mine is the now what is like, you have to write out something that that you're going to, what are you going to do with what you just heard? Right. And and that backs up what I start with is going, Hey, this is an investment because we, everybody gets investments in the stock market and the housing and cars and everything. We get that type of investment. Sometimes we forget our time is an investment as well. Mm -hmm. So if we're in a half a day workshop, it's like, all right, you're investing four hours here. And our goal is to get a return on any investment so the return on your investment is two things. One, your engagement, like I already said, <laughs> being part of this. And then two, what are you going to do with this once I leave? You know, what's the yeah. now what? Now, based on this, I'm going to change or I'm going to get better at this or I'm going to stop. And then kind of tied to that is 
follow up with someone in here, you know, partner with someone and going, Hey, let's meet in two weeks a month and kind of talk through how's that working out for you. Love that. Um, some of my cohorts and I were doing some training for a while and we met every day, uh, five days a week, eight o'clock in the morning, we all came together and one person was assigned to teach a particular topic from the materials mm-hmm. we were trying yeah. to, to conquer. And, uh, and that rotated every day who was teaching, but we had three questions, the what, what is the mm. material that is being taught? Right. The, so what, what difference does it make to us? And the now what, Nice. how are we going to apply it? So I right. love that you're using the now what that's, yeah, that's it's great. very powerful, extremely powerful. I think it is. And again, it, it gives ownership back to you as an individual, you are the participant, because it's very easy for me to go, well, now that we've, I've trained you, blah, 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 for four hours, here's what you're going to do, which is crazy when you have 20 yeah. to 50 people, it may be different yeah. for each, each person there. Absolutely. That would be, that would be re- very irresponsible of me to think that I know at that point, what is best for you, what your yeah. takeaway was and what you need, you know, that. Right. I just need to set the platform to give you opportunity to write that out and yeah. put it in action. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're doing great work, Tim, and and changing lives. And it also sounds like it is a passion for you. Yeah, I I, I truly I feel very blessed um, to have found and have moved forward in doing what I really feel like I was made to do. Uh, and I think when all of any of us are doing that it makes it easier to do the yeah. hours don't seem as long yeah. and and, we, and it is passion that people can feel in the other end of that as well. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I feel very blessed uh, to be able to do this uh, and it's an honor to, you know, work with individuals and, and teams and businesses to be able to help them along their journey. Yeah. And when you're passionate about it, it's really what you want to do. You know, the other day I was uh, part of an activity at church where they were doing a get to know you for the new folks mm-hmm. in, the, in the group. And one of the questions they asked was, if you could do anything you wanted, what would you be doing? And I said, what I'm doing, right. you know, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're, you know, that passion drives you and, and drives your success in your business. So I do want to ask you three questions that we we've visited about and mm-hmm. that our listeners know we ask every guest these three questions uh, because I want our listeners to have a broad perspective of what success looks like, right? And the elements that go into that success. So each of you who come on this show, broaden that perspective for mm-hmm. them and give them give them more. So my first question for you is, what is a leadership principle that has uh, that you've used in your life or your business that's been effective for you? Yeah, the key one when you, when I read that question and the first thing that came to mind is uh, being disciplined mm. uh, in everything I do. And and my favorite definition of discipline uh, is from from John Maxwell, and it is you know he defines it as doing the things that you necessarily don't want to do, so you can do the things that you do want to do. And or that's great. Get, get something like, you know, we probably all don't want to eat healthy every day. Maybe that's just me, but if (laughs) I don't necessarily always want to do that, but I do want to be healthy. Right. So you have to do some of those things you don't want to do to get what you want or do some of those things that you want to do as well. So that is being disciplined in what that looks like and not 
basing what you do and you don't do based on your emotions and how you feel. Because we've all said, well, I don't feel like doing it or I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Or, you know, we've all said something like that. And if I based what I did on my feelings of not feeling like it or not in the mood, or I just don't want to, there'd be a lot of things I don't do. Yeah. I'd be eating ice cream right now and right. every day because I feel like <laughs> ice cream. I love ice cream. I'd eat it every single day. However, I don't want to be a diabetic and right. overweight. You I want to be healthy. Not healthy for you. Yeah, I want to be healthy. So <laughs> it really is being disciplined in achieving your goals, not letting kind of your self-limiting beliefs get in the way or not letting your feelings get in the way, what needs to be done to be successful in whatever that is you're trying to achieve. I like that. And that it's such an important element to leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So we've talked a bit about this is your passion, uh, what you're doing. And so, so my second question is, how has pursuing that passion and your purpose in life impacted the success of your business? Yeah. You know, for me, when you talk about what, you know, your purpose and your passion, your purpose to me is like your mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm a big fan of individually, every person having a mission statement. Businesses obviously have mission statements. I think individually, we need to have a mission statement, which really is your purpose. Because that's what a business is. The mission statement for a business is why they're in business. And that's the same thing as us. Why Why are we in business? What are we doing as individuals? And mine is based on kind of a little bit long-winded to, the, to, your, to your question there is, is based on something that was written 2000 years ago. And it's still relevant today in my life for sure. Uh, it's actually from the Bible. It's from Philippians, from Paul. He wrote it, Philippians chapter two, verses three and four. And it's do nothing out of selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of your mind, regard others as more important than yourself. And don't merely look out for your own interests, but look out for the interests of others. So that is my personal mission statement, which ties to what I do as a coach, what I do as a trainer. When I'm in front of people, I'm working one-on-one. It is not about me. It is about you, what you need, what you're looking for. And so how that's impacted me, it's really helped, I think, my clients or the people on the other end of it know, I mean, he's on my side. He's here for me. And that, again, that that may tie to hearing something you don't necessarily want to hear, but that's because I care. I want you to succeed. We do that with, you know, with our kids, we've, we tell them things that they don't necessarily like, but it's for their benefit. Yeah. It's to help them. So that purpose, that mission really is the way that I live, the way that I do my business and it, it impacts how I do that. So I can focus entirely on you and what you're looking for. That's awesome. Because that, that's why we're here. It isn't about us. Mm-hmm. It is about our clients. It is right. about those people that we want to help. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and, and if it wasn't, I shouldn't be doing this. Exactly. And if, I, if there was other things that, yeah, something like down the line, it could be, yeah, it's about them, but this is what it's really about. Then I'm not going to be very, I'm not going to be very helpful to you. Right. As helpful as I could be. Because right. I have other things that are getting in the way of me seeing what you need. Versus me focusing on the other three things before I focus on what you need. It has to be, it has to be about you. And one of the things I hear in what you're saying as well is that you, like me, are not driven by the money. Mm-mm. You're driven by the the work, the, the what you're able to help people accomplish. Is that, would, you, is, would that be a fair way to say that? Absolutely. Completely fair. Uh, completely fair. Um, so as you said, you know, you know, the question of, if you can do anything, what you do, you also have the question, you know, Hey, if you want a lotto, what would you do? Well, I would do what I, I would do what I still do. Yeah. I might do it. I might do it free because you know, you know, it's not why I do what I do. Um, I do it because at the end of the day, 
I, I look at it this way. I believe in a maker. I believe one day I'm going to, it's going to be, I hope it's well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I hope I hear. Right. But I don't want to someday look back and think I could have done more. You know, at the end of the movie Schindler's List, um, I think a lot of people have seen it, but in the Schindler, his, he sets up a business and saves a lot of Jews from getting um, going to the concentration camps. At the end of the movie, the war is over. He looks at his car. He's like, I could have sold my car. This could have saved five more people. Or this, this ring that I have, it's pure gold. I could have sold this and saved two more. That drives me a lot. I don't want to get someday when my journey is over to look back and go, I could have done more. Mm-hmm. I want to do as much as I can with the time that I have and who knows long that's going to be. I may get 50 more years or I may get one more week. And we're all in that boat. None of yeah, us know. Absolutely. So that drives a lot what I do. And you're absolutely right. Money part of it is, is not what I do. And people that do coaching and training based on uh, the money part of it, uh, I think folks are going to see through that uh, real quickly and understand that this is not bringing value to them. And, and and don't get us wrong too, folks. The money is important because it allows you to make a bigger difference. Right. I do you need to eat too. can impact more people, right? <laughs> I, I do need to eat all that ice cream I was talking about. And we need about. to eat, so, yes. <laughs> so I do need but to eat. But it's not the driver no. of what we do. We do it yep. for the impact. Mm-hmm. We do it for the success that it creates for others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well yeah. said. I know. I, I love being part of the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. that my clients create that ripple because of the work that I've done with them, they're mm-hmm. able to go out and make a bigger difference in the world. And I feel part of their ripple. Yeah. And I think we've done. And Regina, I think that's a great point. And some of that we don't even recognize. We may that's, never, we may see, never know. We may never yeah. see that. I had a few years ago, um, some lady that I hadn't talked to maybe eight years. Shaw man, Facebook sent me a message. She goes, Hey, you know, when you, do you remember when you said this? And I'm like, no, I, I'm like, but that sounds really good. I mean, <laughs> I'll claim if, you, it. if you said, I said it. Okay. But, but I don't know if that was me. Cause that sounds awesome. And she goes, well, you did say it and you said it and it's made an impact on my life. And it's kind of changed the direction of things for the positive. And I'm like, that's awesome. I kind of a luck to hear that. But part of that is what you just said, that ripple effect of what we do, knowing that if I'm able to help guide or change, guide someone to change their life, mm-hmm. then they're going to turn around and change people's lives in their world too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's so powerful. And I mean, it, it gets me really excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me Some too. of my listeners have heard me say this before, but I frequently have gotten off the phone with a, a call with a client and I'm just so energized at the end of that call and and so excited that I'll go find my husband who's retired. I'll go find him here in the house and I'll say, have I ever told you how much I love what I do? <laughs> He's probably like, oh, honey, yes, only a thousand yeah. times. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, you have, but <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So my third question for you is, what is one profit strategy? Because we do focus on profit a lot here because you can make all the revenue that you want, but if none of it drops to the bottom line, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be in business very long. And so Mm -hmm. we really want people to be able to find ways to generate more profit in their business so that they can achieve the freedoms that they're looking for and so that they can make the difference in the world that they're looking to make. Right. So what's a profit strategy that has worked for you in your business? Yeah, the, the profit strategy that I had um, that I think has helped me the most 
um, it's not very complex, but it's, it's one that's helped me the most. It's really just being, having an, being adaptable, mm-hmm. uh, being adaptive to our environment. Uh, just even in the light, we get, everybody knows this the last 12 months. If someone hasn't noticed our world's changed quite a bit. Yeah. If businesses are not being adaptive to environment, what your clients and customers are wanting, needing, and how they want to have that provided to them, then we're going to, we're going to succeed. We're going to fail. We're going to sink. We're not going to be successful at what we do. And just obviously a lot of my training is in person. I love doing in training person. It's much easier to engage. Last year, obviously I had to change that. I'm doing zoom training, which is more difficult. So I spent a lot of time learning all the different techniques and things you could do with zoom that I had no idea you could do with to make it more entertaining, more engaging, more beneficial for my customer, my client on the other end of that. So I had to train myself to be adaptable in technologies. You know, if I'm listening my strength, that's probably not top five, but I did do a lot of learning and training and watching videos so I can learn to be adaptable to that situation. So A, I can continue my business and B, I can still make an impact on individuals that may not necessarily have the opportunity to all come together. Um, So that's one of the biggest thing is don't get stuck in what you do. Don't get stuck in how you do it. Uh, What does your client need? What is your client looking for? And keep in tune to kind of how things are going out in my the coaching world and the training world and development world. What are some of those things out there and continue to talk to business owners, mm-hmm. executives and managers at business of like, Hey, what are you looking for? You know, what has worked for you? What would you love to have work for you? That's never been done. You know, being adaptable to those situations really will help you continue to be successful. And you're going to learn and grow along the way because you're doing things differently as well. You're stretching the way you do it, the way you think, the way you learn, in the way you present. So I'm very confident now doing a group training on Zoom uh, or online versus maybe a couple of years ago, I'd be like, yeah, I could do it. But now being forced to do that, uh, more comfortable doing that. And I think it's been very beneficial to my clients as I learned along the way versus just showing up day one and trying to figure out how that works. Right. Uh, that is a really good example of, of a way to generate more profit in your business because had you not adapted and done those things and you you know you went in from this environment of doing the live to no longer having that option if if you you know if you don't adapt it's hmm. adapt or die right <laughs> well and absolutely and, i mean and and true true story for me i lost my number one client last year and we were we i work with a county out here uh, in colorado i work with their leadership team and we'd set up you know five half day seminars throughout the year. And at the beginning of the year, she's like, I don't know if we can do these because we're shutting down and we're having no one come here. And I'm like, whoa, hang on. on. (laughs) We thought about, can I can do this online? She's like, well, how good do you think that'll be? I'm like, fantastic. And then I got off the call and go, how do I make this fantastic? You know, I got to learn, I got to, I got to learn what this is going to be. So build a parachute, uh, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So it's, it. It is, it's, it's a reality of what we're going to have to do. And again, we all want 2021 to be back to normal and, you know, is anything going to be normal again? Uh, so we're going to always have to adapt to something along the way to keep your business flowing. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Excellent advice. Um, make notes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, Tim, we've come to the end of our show. And I do know that you have a course coming up 
you want to talk about that a little bit? Share yeah, with yeah. folks what that is? I'd love to. appreciate that. So I have an online course called Intentional Living. And it does tie into a lot of what we've talked about before. So like the, you know, the lazy river of life is a great example because a lot of times people either are living someone else's life. Here's what my parents said I should do, Mm. or here's what my spouse is wanting me to do. And you're not living your own life. You're not in the swimming lanes. You're more still in the lazy river. And another way to look at it is like, I'm not really the author of my days. I'm not doing what I want to do. And this intentional living is really a mindset shift. So you can tackle each day and being intentional about what you want to do, how you want to live. And that doesn't mean you can't, you have to, Hey, no, I no longer have to take care of what I'm taking care of. No, you still have to do that, but you still have to be intentional about how you want to live. And this is what this course is. It's a, uh, four hours, one hour for four weeks in a row on a Thursday. The information is on my uh, LinkedIn. If you go to my LinkedIn, uh, you'll be able to, there's many posts out there on the intentional living. Shoot me a message. If, if not, I will get you the information. And the first week, it starts February 18th. So you only have about a week left to s- sign up okay. if that is something you're going to do. And uh, obviously there's a fee out there, but one of the things that I'm I'm very excited about in 2021, I'm, I have a pay what you can because a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people want to still develop and get better at life, what they do. It may not be able to full, afford a full price of a seminar or a class. So I do have a pay what you can option out there uh, so that I don't want people to think, well, I'd love to, but go out there, take a look. There are many, many options out there, how you can be involved. Wonderful gift that you're giving in that pay as you can. offer yeah, that. That's an amazing gift. And folks, all of the information about it will be in the show notes down below. So you can check it out, click on the links. We'll have all of his links and we'll have great. information about that that course. Sounds like a great course coming up. It's one of my favorite ones to lead. It really, really is. Is that right? Yeah. I love leading groups as well. It's really funny because, uh, you, of course, you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. And I am 50-50 on the introvert-extrovert scale. Oh, wow. <laughs> Because I love, as I say, doing the dog and pony show. But when it's over, I want my me time. Much your time, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, thank you again, Tim, for joining us today. This has been very helpful. I know our listeners got great value out of it. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, my pleasure. It's it's an honor, and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners, and we'll be back again soon with another entrepreneurial expert to help you understand how to uh, set up and grow your business and take it to the next level and also the self-development that comes along the way. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So, 
Get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. There is no obligation, and I'm not going to do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. What were you doing before digital marketing and social media were terms that people used? Well, my next guest already had his start in digital marketing. Over the last six years, he has served almost 1,000 clients in 29 countries, in addition to earning numerous accolades and business awards. Tim Hyde, Australia's leading authority in CRM and marketing automation for small businesses, helps business owners find and fix the holes in their customer's journey where the opportunities leak out. Join me next time as I interview my guest, Tim Hyde.